Roll up! Roll up! Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth! Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast! You'll gasp! You'll laugh! And you'll be amazed at what comes next! Amazing! Don't worry about the smell! It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano! Hello! And Matt Bradshaw! Hello! Welcome! <laughs> we should do uh, an excerpt of all the different ways we say hello, because basically it'll be me doing weird hello sounds and you laughing. That was very definite. Hello. Hello. You're taking over from Barry Cassidy. Who's Barry Cassidy? The ABC guy is just retired. Don't know who that is. What? No. Well, it doesn't matter now, he's retired. You don't would need he, to know who he is. Would he, um, well, well political know. commentator. Well, yeah. Oaks, but thinner. Still don't know. Heard of Laurie Oaks? Mm. Yeah, don't mm. know who he is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's Laurie Oaks. So it goes against. Formerly one and a half men. <laughs> oh, really? That big? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's oh, enormous. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, goes against my policy of not uh, listening to media of any kind. Any kind? Yeah, not really. I mean, like, not listening to um, or watching news or television or radio hmm. bothers the fuck out of me. Hmm. Yeah, because it's all wrong and negative. I mean, when I say wrong, I don't mean it's incorrect, although often it is. Just that it's, it's just so biased. Uh, not when news.com.au um, publishes a story about Audi's latest sale. What's Audi or Aldi? Aldi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about that? Oh, you know, just this new egg hanging chair has got tongues wagging. Yeah, that's a headline. Aldi's egg hanging chair has tongues wagging. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a headline, but that's the crux of the biscuit. Right. Yeah. That's news. That's well, featured as news. Precisely. There you go. I haven't even seen that But news, not all of it's like And that. I feel vindicated. Some of it is actually, you know, about war atrocities. Yeah, sure. I don't know why I'm smiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those trying to bring levity? Yeah. Hmm. Some of it's about child pornography. I don't know why I'm smiling. <laughs> trying to bring levity. Do you know what's going to happen now? You've said those two words together, and mm. some algorithm's going to, like, pick them out. Some Aldi rhythm. And uh, stop people from, and then, from listening to our podcast, and then we're going to have people invade our houses and check our computers just because you said it. Because hmm. that's how Aldi-risms work. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's nothing on my computer that I would need to be worried about. Well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, there's a question for you about... Um, uh, that's good, because I've come with nothing prepared. Government agencies that spy on us, hmm? should they be allowed to? Hmm. What's happening in your car? What's happening in your car? Hmm. Things. <laughs> so no, because <laughs> there's that it's, whole thing it's of like the mainframe computer shutting down. Oh, right, yeah, cool. That we're <coughs> literally about to get taken over. Oh, did you think that's what's in, happening? Men in black <laughs> show up. <laughs> You're going to turn into a space alien. Oh, they'd be hard pressed to irradiate my memory. Speaking of irradiation, oh, okay, we moved on. <laughs> oh, have you watched it? it? Yes, all of it. Yes, five eps. Yes, I've watched it yet. Very, very good. Mm. Yeah. I have it in yeah. my possession. Um, I would... And so they'd find that on my computer. 
Um, yeah, remarkable. Mm. Incredibly well done. Uh, but it's quite interesting to me. I remember when you and I lived together all those many years ago, and I thought, it, speaking of news, uh, which we were, and now I'm taking it back to that, how bothered I was that the second Gulf War was a TV show. I was what I, what I found out about it, it was just on television all the time and it was a TV show mm. and it was the commentary and it was all that kind of stuff and then it cut to ads and I was just like oh this is bad this is not how this should be this is not what we should be seeing because it's uh, it's war and people are dying and that's getting filtered out like we you know you'd see the news commentator standing there with the you know the night fire show going mm. on it was like oh no they're bullets and stuff and people are dying at the end of those but this is just a TV show it just it bothered me terribly and still does and so um, yeah this is the thing about the, the aspect of Chernobyl being a TV show that's now made after that and just um, just how remarkable that event was and that now we can look back on it and just so many people died and the after effects are still so terrible um, but it being how close do people live to it now people still live in the in the places that were um, evacuated yeah uh, but, but how not close men. to the actual event oh really close yeah right yeah um, but a lot of people who still live in um, when I say a lot just like 50, 60 yeah because of course this thing you watch it and then you start googling like do people still live there and all this mm. kind of stuff and yes some people do and plenty of people are like well I'm already sick so you know, yeah. yeah whatever um, I've seen a number of shows that um, even as disparate as things like Top Gear that yeah, drove through, through there it, yeah yeah. yeah, and spoke to people who still live there and all that sort of thing. So I was certainly aware that there there are people still there from from a variety of sources. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the show yet, but I heard good things about it. So that's yeah, it's amazing. Because huh. mm. uh, it goes through the timeline, doesn't it, of the kind of the first responders kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the, the amazing thing about it really is that you know they did it in five episodes, and the must have had a remarkable <coughs> budget. It's, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's really impressive. Um, but, I mean, they could... It could be a 10-season yeah, thing. Because yeah, of all doubtless. the stories, you know, all the stories and all the people that were affected. Well, that's there. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw it was only five. That's why I was checking with you. Yeah. You'd seen the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. But it is like that scenario of, uh, you know, you see lots of great pieces of entertainment that are... You know they're intelligent and they're um, they're sensitive and detailed, and you go, "Oh, this is a great piece of entertainment." But this happened. This isn't a you know like mm. a, a thing that happened and people died. And it's it's different to a war. In a in that it's not, and it's really different to say how they covered the Gulf War. Um, but uh, yeah, it's quite amazing. Well. <laughs> I think your analysis that the second Gulf War was a TV show is really quite um, cogent in the sense that 
that was that really very much that conflict fell very much into the era of um it's not like the the Dan Rathers and the Waddle Cronkites of the world who were just out there doing their job. Yeah. Golf War Two was very much in that pocket of trying to get the best ratings, and then oh, the advertising yeah. would happen in between the segments. You know, just because yeah. all that all that time gets paid for, and yeah. So well, I found, what I found, look, what I found awful about Luke. it <laughs> as well is. I remember at the time saying to people, I'm super conspicuous about all the motivations to go and do this. And uh, and I won't get into, you know, into that here. Um, but I felt that it was icky. Like I was just something about not just the way the, the, the way that was covered, it was like it was propagandist. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. It was like we are justified going in here and doing this and it was like it wasn't um, it it wasn't like uh, no there was there was clearly an agenda absolutely yeah. and I, and I and you could see it and I mean of course we're not you could see it yeah yeah uh, well, not everyone could see it okay. that's what I'm saying okay I felt yeah I which felt is a problem really icky about it like I was, I was really affected by the first Gulf War I was twelve mm. eleven twelve when that happened um, but there was something about that which seemed a lot more like. Um, it was, it was world police, the way it, the way it needs to work, mm. which I still disagree with. But, um, but there was something about that was way uh, less. It was less contrived, and certainly the way the media handled it was like, well, okay, this is like total propaganda. Mm. And um, no, no news reporting has ever been the same since then. Yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, and we've. Uh, I'm I'm old enough to have grown up like you in a time where we had a reasonable expectation that news was balanced and informative um, mm. without an agenda without a left or right leaning agenda that's probably a little bit too idealistic but um, well um, interesting perhaps it had a left or right leaning agenda but it wasn't a corporate agenda or yes or a, like a, a government facade agenda, um, which I think you can, I think you're okay when you can see that oh, we, we lean this way or we lean that way because at least still the leaning is impartial and information based. Well, I think that's why in, a lot of people go towards um, watching Al Jazeera rather than CNN. Yeah. Because the, the, the leaning is there quite legitimately. Um, but the capitalist agenda isn't. Mm, mm. Yeah, Sorry, we went dark and then came back. And uh, physically too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting time times. Hmm. Uh, I'll give you some more levity without oh, okay. talking about um, uh, kitty porn. Um, I. Uh, Cats having sex, that's weird. <laughs> My cat doesn't. She's got no bits. Well, she's got bits. Mm. Yeah. But, you know. No, that was the right bits. thing to do, wasn't it? Spaying your cat. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I believe so. I think so. I didn't have a choice with Sprocket. Because he was a purebred animal. It's like, mm, no, you don't get to breed the dogs. We do. You don't get a choice. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I got huffy with a hairdresser today. Right. Yes. Uh, what happened? I don't know if you can see, but I haven't had a haircut. No. I had a haircut booked today. It looks like you've had something done. No, I haven't. Just oh. a, I just no haircut. Oh, okay. Oh, I washed my hair. Yeah. And then um and then uh, didn't put much stuff in it, so right. it's a bit curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened? With your huffy hairdresser. Um, did I, have we spoken on the podcast before about, about the hairdresser I went to the, the most recent time, like a month or so ago? Um, I might have actually had an, on, uh, an actual conversation yes. with an actual person about it rather yes, than on the did. podcast. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, the, uh, she was quite good because she didn't actually want to talk. So I tried to engage her and she clearly didn't want to. And it was like, actually, this is fucking great. That makes <laughs> you the best hairdresser in the world. Um. So I made an appointment specifically to see her. It was only a month ago. And I went in today and I saw her and she said, right, so what are we going to do? And I said, well, no, the same as you did last time. I mean, now I understand. She's cut a lot of hair. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But <clears throat> I, I also take on board that uh, I, I don't, I'm not a hairdresser. So I don't know how it works. But I think that I can, if as a hairdresser, as a professional in my chosen field, that if I'd cut someone's hair and then they came in and nothing else had happened to that hair except that it had grown until the next time they came, that you'd be able to look at it and say, so I said, like this, but shorter. Sure, yeah. Like like you did it last time. Said, well, what did I do last time? I said, well, like this, but shorter. <laughs> and she said, I hate customers like this. And I said, well, you know what? I'll just go somewhere else. Don't let's worry about it then. She said, I'm only kidding. I said, <laughs> too late. Wow. And I huffed off. Good work. Well, was it good work? Yeah. Nose, face. Yeah. But girl, I, do you know what I hate? <clears throat> I hate people that say things like that. I don't hate the people. I hate the fact that they say things like that. And they think that that's just a throwaway thing to say. God, that's not a throwaway thing to say. That's a completely ridiculous thing to say. That's the thing you say to your fellow workmates, if ever, right, in the back room. <laughs> Like after yes. work has closed and all of the customers have left. Sure. Yeah. Not to the customer that's just said, hey, I want you to do that. Um, the girl Silly at the same person. salon that used to cut my hair. So there was a girl who cut my hair for a long time. And then I started going to see my old hairdresser, who's my um, daughter's mum's friend. She's stopped cutting hair again. So, uh, so last month when I desperately needed a haircut, I went into the same place I usually go to. The girl I, who used to cut my hair wasn't there. This other girl was. It's like, oh, I mean, it's just a haircut and I've got short hair. How yeah. bad can it be? And it was fucking great. She did a really great job. But the girl who used to cut my hair happened to be there today. And she came over during this little thing and said, well, he just, like, he has kind of number two on the side and then kind of back through here. And she, yeah. But I, I was done by then. Wow. So I haven't had any cut. Good work. So, um, but then I remembered that uh, the guy who, um, I don't know if you remember, a, a few months ago, I did a fundraising event for a little girl who shaved her uh -huh. head, um, Isabella. Um, the guy who did what? What? Oh, just like that, but shorter. <laughs> is, that, is that how she gets her haircut? That's good. Oh, uh, yeah, the guy who did her shave. I'm, I'm going to go and see him. All right. What are you going to get done? More like this, but shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's all stuffed. I broke it. What'd you do? I think. See, oh. What happened? 
It's decided it's going to be some wacky flying fox. Brother, yeah. dude, what happened? That's all right. All okay. good. Hooray. All right. Um, uh, I have on my dashboard a letter to the court um, contesting a parking fine. Oh. So I contested the parking fine and then um, they wrote back and said, no, that's not going to work. You shouldn't have been parked in the loading zone. And I said, well, I was parked in the loading zone because the, the women's peace march was on and I couldn't move my car and there was cops everywhere and the road was blocked. You shouldn't have been parked there. I was loading gear. Shouldn't have been parked there. All right, then. Fucking give me a court date then. So that's what that is. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully I won't be here. Then oh. what happens? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out together. Ah, <laughs> oh, just things, man. Things, man. Yeah, why? Why things, man? Why things, man? Hmm. Oh. Do you know what? Here's something that uh, you might not remember doing, but um, not because you have a bad memory, but signing your name and Across saying... Across my heart. Thanks, Terence Trent Darby, uh, on CDs to send away to people takes a really long time. Well, it depends how many you've got to do. Well, yeah, I've got like 150-something. That's a lot. Yeah. Do you want me to help? Um, you could, yeah. I mean, you were on the CD. <laughs> well, so, I'll sign your signature, obviously. Oh, what? Like, no, I don't want you to get good at signing my signature across my heart. That'd be weird. <laughs> I want me to be my baby. <laughs> Is that the first, the first draft? Sign my name across my heart. I want me to be my baby. Um, so after like a that. long, it was long, funny. you thought it would just move on. No, it's good. Oh. No, no, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mitigate the. Um, the silences he's between to, subjects. He's trying to mitigate it. That's what he's trying to do. Um, after many, many requests, I finally learnt uh, because small people asked me on Sunday again, and I and one small person in particular who's asked me a couple of times, and I'd said, "No, look, I will get to it." Shotgun by George Ezra. Oh, you did it. How is Why? it a fucking song? Why did you do it? Because it was a small child. Ah, oh, well, no, they need to learn to be disappointed. Yeah, particularly. If they're requesting a shit song. How is it a song? Yeah. You know what, kid? I'm going to play it tonight you know at our kid? gig. You need to learn that this is a piece of shit, right? And real musicians won't fucking play it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I haven't taught them that lesson. No. I've taught them that kids are the centre of the universe and they get everything they ask for. Right. Yeah. So I was at my gig on <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> out in Croydon. Mm. Mm. Uh... Five sets. Eh. Five sets solo gig. Which a couple of people have said to me, dude, what the fuck? It's like, well, yeah. Saturday night, I do two gigs, which is six, or perhaps more, sets in two different places. Two different setups, two different pack downs. I'm better just stay in one place. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking packed. Wow, it? Yeah. So the last time I played there, I played, uh, they knocked me off early because there was maybe 15 people in the venue the entire night. Right. Uh, this, oh, this time. time there was 150 people, loud, oh my God, so loud, uh, who took no notice of me at all for the first... Until the second last song. No, no, one they, more song. No, no, one they jumped. One more song. They jumped in. I never play one more song. I hate people that do that. Oh, dude. I was just trying to throw back to the thing you said. I hate customers do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hate people that do one more song. It's like, I told you they for the last... They always want one more. Fucking, I told you 15 minutes ago, we're going to do... Do you guys want to hear one more song? And then you give them three... And then you go, all right, see ya. And they still go one more song. Oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as you. And I have a microphone. 
Oh, you'll like this story that I'm going to yeah. get to then. As much um, as your mom. So the <laughs> they started to get involved. Second song of the third set. They, oh, that's they were good. In you the still had board. a whole and they were, to go. They were friendly. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, they were friendly and, and uh, there's never been any trouble there. It's it's really, it's outer suburbs. Uh, yeah. And it's I know it, fucking rough, dude. Like, it's... Neck tattoos. Jeez yeah. Louise. Which is... That's, and that's the stuff. Big and big brawny guys like picking their girlfriends up and swinging them around. Not swinging them around. That's like <laughs> like on their shoulder and yeah, spinning around yeah. and shit. Like ah, it's me fucking birthday. All right, all right. Yeah, good. Put the girl down. Really good natured, but like on the edge. Could be. Yeah. Um, and re and and some of them, of course, as you would imagine, really drunk, mm. like out of control, falling over, drunk. No security out there at all. Which is fine when they're good-natured. But edgy, you much. just never know. Yeah. Um, so at some point after... And I'm really chilled about that sort of stuff as well. Um, but after getting smacked in the face with my mic for the third time, not hard, but, you know, like, yeah. okay, then I stopped what I was doing and said, all right, you clowns, just everyone take a step back. And, of course, you know, the really drunk guy who was the main culprit was like, oh, they didn't know what was going on. So, uh, so I cracked the shits and stopped playing and went inside and said to one of the girls behind the bar, who's actually managing tonight? Oh, Joel, can I, can I help you with something? I said, the situation out there is completely untenable and I'm not going to play until there's a security guard out there. And it's ridiculous with 150 drunk people in the room to have me on the floor at the same level of them with yeah. nothing between me and them. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's every venue in the world now, does it? <sighs> so, anyway, they brought me a barrier. Good. But they set it up like two metres in front. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> it was fine. It was all fine in the end. And because I caught, cut my second, my third, my fourth set short, I then played like an hour set to, more than an hour to finish off So. All fine, but you know, I had the text message to the agent because it was an agency gig, and I ne hardly ever do agency gigs. But this is fucking bullshit. I'm never fucking playing here again. I didn't send it. I just wrote it. Put my yeah. phone down. Just take a little breath. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it was fine, and everyone was lovely. But, not but. I mean, but. Sorry. And. and However. But. but. Stop calling me that. Guy asking, of course, for the horses. Horses, mate. Like you know, twenty-year-old yeah. kid. Horses. Yeah, I will, mate. And then later on, horses. It's like, mm, you know, it's only the fourth set. If I play it now, I'll play <laughs> it again. Yeah. <sighs> and after about, you know, the third, fourth, fifth time he said it, I said, mate, look, I can tell by looking at you, you've had a life of disappointment, but I <laughs> promise you won't, be, you won't be disappointed tonight. I will play the horses for you, okay? I promise you. <laughs> All right, mate, no worries. You didn't ask again, yeah, and then I did it. Good on you. And he came over. Good on him. And go, yeah, yeah, fucking high five me. It's like I'm fucking playing, dude. dude. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've one of the things I will often say is because because for the drunk woman who's there, you know, what's like, she doing? Yeah, she, that's how they generally talk when they're really drunk. Goodness. And Muslim? I'll say, I'll say, my friend, you would just have to join the long list of women that I have disappointed in my life. It's really not a surprise to me that there will be another one tonight. There will be another one tomorrow. Oh. And another one the next day. Because I don't know the song that you are talking about. I don't even know what it is. 
let alone. Yeah, you do. No, I really have never heard of it by title. Oh, we had one of those. Or artist. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've definitely heard it. It's like, well, I might have heard it, but by title and artist, it's not coming to me. And we had old oh. mate at this gig that we're about to do tonight last week doing that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, aside from the fact that actually we had no idea what he was talking yeah. about because he, you know, he had his mumbling. summer teeth, mm. summer here and summer here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, you do. No, no we really don't, don't mate. Yeah. yeah, go on, play it. Nothing, mate. We really... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I want to I reason with them. I want to try and explain to them. I don't just want to dismiss them out of hand. Sit down, you drunk fuck. Can't yeah, say that. can't say that, no. No, I mean, I have, but not here. In case you're watching this, but I just caught a glimpse of myself in the um, mirror. Yes, Tom Baker. Mm. Um... I, this scarf, uh, I bought when I was 19, living in Carlton, from like a little scarf stand outside the Cinema Nova. I just wanted everyone to know that I, um, I don't disappoint everything and lose everything. I still can keep hold of some stuff for a long period of time. I think that's pretty impressive, something like a scarf that could e- easily be lost. Yep. So hopefully I don't lose it tonight. Well, I'll try and help you not to. Thanks. It is cold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what was I, um, going on with your car when you turned up. I injured. Fella. It was so cold. Like, see, I've got an injury on my nose here and here. No. Oh. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I thought it was foreshadowing. No, it's not even three or five shadowing. Mm. Yeah. Foreshadowing is what happens on your nose because it's in front of everything else. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. What's five shadowing? Five shadowing. Yeah. That's when you've got a small friend on your shoulder. Hey, very good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were taking some sheeps to the market and in order to get them up onto the trailer, I had to coax them up the little ramp and then I hit my face on the thing. What on, thing? The on sheep? The, on the bar. No, on the bar. Yeah. It was a bar. Yeah, you know, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and I rammed my face into it. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. No. Guy walks into a bar. Ow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. And I thought, I mightn't do that again. <laughs> but I thought it was to do with your dad's car that you hurt yourself. Yeah, well, the trailer was attached to the car. Okay. <laughs> okay. Prior to recording, you intimated it was the car's fault. Well, I thought for being that because you knew you knew that I was a smart we, we were taking sheep to market. I thought your response would be, "Oh, that serves you right for taking sheep to markets." No. Yeah. Which, no, to be fair, if I wasn't taking the sheep to markets, I wouldn't have hit my face on the bar. Was it karma? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, that was good. Okay. Well, that's very kind of you. Yeah. I, I think. You're probably being more I'll generous. Let you fleece that for all it's worth. Goodness good? me. No. You and your Argonauts. Just... Oh, very good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is exciting to be doing a Tuesday gig with you. Yeah. Uh, at at Japot. Japot? Yeah. Yeah. A mm, little known. We usually French do venue. one at Le Pub. We do. I, I tried to get um, uh, Will and Sarah down here for the for the Wondering Tuesday festivities. Oh, 
Yeah. He'd be still asleep, wouldn't but he? They somewhere else. No, they're somewhere else having one drink Tuesday. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I had a message from him on uh, on Wednesday apologising. Oh, the day after? Yeah. Wow. Late in the afternoon. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> it was highly entertaining. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, do you have any other newses? <coughs> um, I'm going to push this button. Uh, okay, so one of the hallmarks of our conversations, our myriad conversations, note, not myriad of conversations, um, uh, is I'll say something and you'll say, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Here's something that may not surprise you at all. Okay. I'm going to preface it by saying it probably won't surprise you. All right. Uh, getting a visa to go to Russia isn't very easy. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all, <laughs> actually. Uh, yeah, arduous in the extreme. Right. Ten years of travel history they wanted from me. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's hard. Yeah. Um, it's harder than you think. Well, particularly because these days you can't just look at your old passport and see where it's stamped because it's all I electronic now. I where my passport even, my old one even is, even if yeah. that was going to work. And besides, it's how the fuck do passports work? I know how they work, but why do they... How, why do they not have to go to the first next blank page? Why can they just choose anywhere to stick their damn stamp? It's bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like it and I won't hold with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I think... You can't just stick your stamp anywhere. Well, why can't you just stick your stamp anywhere? Because that's rude. Imagine if that's what you... Well, imagine if you were at school and that's what you did. Here's my homework, miss. Well, where is it? I don't know. Page 47. But this is a new book. Yeah, and the pages aren't fucking numbered. That's what the teacher said. No, I think that would be fine if you only went to school once or twice a year, which is generally how passports work. <laughs> but if you go to school every day, yeah, that would be really annoying. I, I mean, if you were travelling to a different country every day, yeah, that, yeah, that would... But imagine how much easier it would be for everyone if they just stamped the next available page. Oh, do you think it's just flicking through, yeah. trying to find... Well, so where were you before this? Go on. But tell they, me, tell me where I was when I presented that accent to you. Uh, well, no, because I'm stuck on the question. Oh. Um, but they don't care where you've been. Yes, they do. The point is with the passport, is it not, when they stamp it, is that they are letting you in. But in the scenario that I just presented to you, yeah. the passport official asked me where I'd been. Yeah, if you want to go to a certain place... But that's got nothing to do with your passport. The guy who I just imitated absolutely wanted to know where I'd been. Well, well, where have you been before this? I've been Come imitating you. <laughs> Come with me to the Casbah. Where's the Casbah? It's just in there, mate. Yeah, fucking rocks. Um, Sharif don't like it. <laughs> Let's do that tonight. That's a good song. That's actually, given how that song sounds, like when you listen to the original version of it, you don't really realise how good a song that is. But when you do it, it's like, oh, this is a great tune. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like on the weekend when I did a gig and I played the f four Rolling Stones songs for the first time ever. Whoa, what? Because I hate the Rolling Stones. Why'd you play four Rolling Stones songs? Because they were on the set list and I had to learn them. Um, uh, and then so I... I four Rolling Stones songs? I tuned my guitar out of tune and I... And I like, I... Put some rubber Shot up a bunch of heroin. Well, yeah, I put some rubber bands around my arm so I couldn't really feel what I was doing, and I, I was so it was quite authentic. Um, I really enjoyed playing them. I did not enjoy learning them because I had to listen to the Rolling Stones. What songs? 
Uh, oh, you kind of forgot. I can't that. forget. Yeah, one of them Come was. Um, Stop me up. Dun, 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 dun. So, Jumper Jack Flash, which is a fun song to play. Not fun to listen to. Um, um, yeah, oh, anyway, anyway they'll never make anything of themselves. Yeah, really <coughs> interesting. I think they got so famous because they were that sloppy. Now, there's so, so many great songs. I'm not saying that the songs aren't great. And the vibe is awesome. Vibe's awesome. And, you know, mixed vibe is great, but can't sing. And, like, they didn't play very well. Hmm. Although I do like the drumming's kind of got something about it. But the vibe's great. Hmm. But I really kind of feel like everyone looked at them and just went, oh, I can, I reckon I can do that. And that's what, and whenever you see something that you thought, oh, that'd be fun, I reckon I could do that. Like, because you look at, you see... That's what I thought about golf. What's, and then I tried it. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, sport is exactly like that. When you watch people who are, who do it, and you go, oh, I reckon I could do that, and then you kick a ball to someone else, and it goes to them, and they catch it, and they kick it back to you, and it goes to you like, you see, I told you we could do that. And <laughs> it means... You, it doesn't mean you can actually go and do it professionally, but... <coughs> uh, I think some of that, that's the appeal for the Rolling Stones, is like, it's the every man's band. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right. What like, about Pinchgate? Pinchgate. Ben Stratton. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about it? I don't know. What about it? I, I'm asking your opinion. Um, what? Uh, what do you, I don't know about what aspect of it. Mm, about people being up in arms and down in legs about it. Oh, I think the reaction's absurd. I think mm-hmm. the public uh, euphoria about it's ridiculous. But I also think the behaviour's ridiculous. So... Um, yeah, but I, I mean, like, just don't, don't do that. Just play, play the game, push each other around a little bit. But like, don't do that. It's so funny. It's silly. It's really funny to me. Yeah. It's such a juvenile thing to do. Nah, he's known for you know needling his opposition. Really? By like doing this behind the? Oh, yeah. I think I think all sports have their their silly things like that. Like I think you know the falling, the rolling on the ground in soccer is absurd. Fuck yeah, it and is. Embarrassing. The uh, there, I think all sports have that kind of thing where it's like, it's weird. But I do think it's like, yeah, that's don't do that. That's just silly. <laughs> um, so I do think it's good to bring it out because you kind of go, well, you don't want to get... Now with camp, with the way they film stuff, they shoot stuff on TV, it's like, yeah, you just, just play. Well, that was the know. whole thing about the sandpapering the ball as well, wasn't it? And sandpapering his balls, of course, when he stuck it down his pants. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, it's all been going on, but... Is that the thing that that um, that's, I just feel like it's not very it's not very adult behaviour. Like I think as a kid, you spend a lot of your time thinking about things that you might like to do. That the reason you don't do them is because you'll you run the risk of getting caught. But at some point, I feel like um, proper uh, application of adult concepts has to has to kick in and you, you begin to behave properly because you realise it's the way you should behave, not because of fear of being caught for something. So cameras everywhere, like it's stuff that's been going on the whole time, yeah. but now all of a sudden you run the risk of getting caught. That's the, the unsportsman part about it. That's the part where you're an adult. It's like, this is a poor way to behave. Play the game. Yeah, to, there's an element of the the. Yes, and it's interesting how often our conversations come back to sport um, because 
I've seen well, some. Yeah, you've seen some. Um, what you just said is true, but also the playing of the game is interesting because it's full, like all games are games within games. So you don't just have the, the game of football in a game. You have the game between all of the players and you have the game of the people on the same team. And then you have the game between the, um, the umpiring or the adjudicating and the players. There's all these different kind of games happening inside a game. And one of the games that's happening is um, whether you have which opponent you're on at what point in time. Some games you always have the same opponent, like tennis, um, and then other other games you don't really have an opponent like golf. Um, and then some games like uh, Aussie Rules, you have a different opponent potentially, like you know every three minutes because yep. of the rotation and stuff like that. And there are games that some, it's like, well, this guy gets, there's a psychological game which you can manipulate by being physical. Like if you give them, if you knock them off their game by being physical in a certain way, um, that's part of the game. That's it is, It's a game within a game. So that stuff has always been part of of the game because all there are lots of different parts of the game. So um, the thing about whether you should do something or not because out of fear of getting caught is also a game within a game because they all, all games have rules that you push to the point of, well, is that breaking a rule? Right? Or is it not breaking a rule? Because pinching has never been... Pinching has never been a, a rule that you know, like a, you're not allowed to break. It's like, you know what I mean? Like that's finally come to the point where like, well, that's a that's not just a pinch or four or five pinches. Like they've got just footage from a whole game of pinching, right? And then in the same game, I think someone you know, like someone stepped on his toes. Then the same guy stomped. It's like, oh, this guy, this guy's got to be like, you know, hauled in and put over the coals. Or now that. You know, you can see a bit of bruising. But it's like, you see, you look at them after a game, they're all bleeding and like black eyes and stuff like that. So it's just the kind of thing about uh, which part of the games within the games do we decide that we're going to have a problem with today? Mm. Um, which isn't to say that that shouldn't be changed. You know, like, don't do that. And the same with the sandpapering thing. It's like, well, we talk about um, the the history of, say, in that you know, cricket thing. It's like... Well, that the same problem had happened, the same thing had happened so many times in history, but now that Australia did it, and now that it's twenty eighteen or whatever, it's like, wow, that is that's such a massive problem. It's like, actually, well, they just did it last year, and you know, they just got told off. But now we're going to ban our best players for a year because you know it's shameful and disgusting, and they should never be allowed to play again. And it's like, oh, well, fuck off, everybody. Um, <laughs> So and the other thing that's interesting about that, um, <coughs> which are, there are many, many things interesting about it, but one thing that's interesting about it that you say about child being childish, it's like, well, there is a childish element because people are adults playing games for a job, right? And so not even games like, we, like we're about to go and effectively go and engage in a game of playing music for people that has rules and regulations that we have to adhere to and push to the limits of and stuff like that. But they're playing games for a job that they've been playing since they were were children. So there's a childish element to the fact that it's that. So, oh, right. Um, 
And an important childish element to it, too. So, um, <coughs> childlike, maybe not childish. Um, but the thing about childlike and childish is that that's a line that gets blurred all the time. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I find that stuff really interesting. Oh, I know. Hmm. That's why I brought it up. Here we go. Okay. Hey, yes, look I at know. the time. I know, I know. It's time to go. <gasps> we should go and... Uh, Speaking of childlike, I love that I still get to play guitar for a job, something I've been doing since I was a child. I know, right? Yeah, it's great. Uh, a good mate of mine, really good mate of mine, um, Not has recently moved b uh, back from overseas to Sydney to live um, after having spent a long time overseas. He also, prior to the job that has brought him back to Australia, um, and the one that took him overseas, he was unemployed for a really long time. And I reckon we've talked about him before. Um, after being unemployed for a really long time, he got a job with Philip Rothman, the cigarette company. Oh. And he was never a smoker. He is now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his dad, I think, was a reformed smoker and was, you know. Ready, yeah, ready yeah, to disown him. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it really... It really played on his mind for a long time, and of course now he's a smoker and he's in charge of. Yeah, so one of his jobs, I, I'm fairly sure, was actually in um, <clears throat> in Bangkok. He was basically spin doctor, lobbyist to the government wow. for the cigarette company. Yeah, yeah, full on. So like the real fucking yeah. the real enemy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's just bought himself a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. There's money in death, <laughs> <laughs> and not quite as much in uh, playing guitar for a living. No. Yeah. Um, which was my roundabout way of getting to it. It's bright green. Looks good. It's an Audi A3 underneath. I didn't want to tell him, but anyway. <laughs> I'd rather have an Audi A3. Yeah. No. He, to his credit, he did say, so my transition uh, into midlife crisis is now complete. That's not true. <laughs> no, no well, I didn't want to make that to him either. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a few other, there's yeah. a few other irons in the fire there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So has he come back to still work for the cigarette company yes. or is he going to work for Adani or something like that? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. I know, that would be terrible. Well, it wouldn't... It wouldn't. I don't think you could drive a Porsche to the mine site. Yeah, oh, true. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he could. It's you a four-wheel drive. Those bloody but Cayenne things. Well, he's got a McCann. Yeah. yeah. A what? A McCann. What's a McCann? It's like a Macaw, but it's got less feathers. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's like a Macaw and a Toucan put together. <laughs> oh, what's he calling? I think you're allowed to do that, aren't you? That's some sort of weird animal husbandry thing that shouldn't exist. I think what are you, Dr. Moreau? I think you're allowed to do it with birds, aren't you? <clears throat> really? Yeah. Oh, I might think of a Monty Python sketch. With the wings off here, couple of legs on the bottom. <laughs> there you go. You got a fucking oh. parrot dog. I'm a can. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? <coughs> you named it? This car. <laughs> <laughs> no, because boys don't name their cars. Oh, I don't. No. I've never named anything like that. Boys don't name cars. No. I've got one, I think I, I feel like I've got one male friend of mine, if I could remember his name, I'd fucking shame him He doesn't even name himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I don't. Once he told me he named his car, I forgot his name. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. boys don't name cars, except this one guy. No, I don't remember his name. Yeah. I don't remember who it is. I'm All not right. just protecting him, because I wouldn't. Mm. He doesn't deserve it. Good night. Slotted <laughs> <of> biscuits. <laughs> I'm not cured. Uh, Matt, uh, this is oh, the last Matt. Oh, we finished. This is... <laughs>
Matt's last podcast. Sorry, really. I thought we were finished. I was getting out of the car. Oh, no, it's okay. okay. All right, yeah, definitely Salada Biscuits. Bye.